0: Right, welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast for Wednesday, November 27th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, joined today by Luke Johnson, as J.D. has betrayed me once again to head to Atlanta for the game. Later in today's show, we have Saints sit-downs with Malcolm Brown, Sheldon Rankins, and Marcus Davenport. As I described last week, uh, I did a duo interview with them because we didn't know what kind of availability we would have uh, going into this week. So we did a duo, duo interview last week and had some Thanksgiving interviews with them. But on today's show, we do have Luke Johnson. Who is a writer for the Advocate and the Times-Picayune? Luke, today before Thanksgiving, so I do have to ask you. Of course. Favorite Thanksgiving food? I know you're not going to be here for it, but like all time, what's the first thing you look for on a Thanksgiving dinner table?
1: Look, I'm going to be super basic here. <laughs> this is okay. It's okay. Okay. If you don't have good turkey on Thanksgiving, Ooh. like your your Thanksgiving is ruined. Yeah. It doesn't matter. All the other food could be great. Mm-hmm but the turkey's got to be a plus is
0: it so it's like what's it what describes a good turkey for you so like does it have to be like moist, moist okay and Ugh, i hate that word it's so well gross. it's a great it's a it,
1: no, but it it's does a describe word. that it's a terrible it does, word it does describe the turkey but yeah if, if your turkey's not moist right your turkey's ruined yeah and look last year for thanksgiving saints played here in new orleans mm-hmm. so i got to have like a couple thanksgiving meals uh and I went to a uh, a friend's parents' house in Metairie, and they had a smoked turkey, a baked turkey, and a Ooh. fried turkey, and nice. it was one of the best Thanksgiving lunches i've ever had
0: yeah it's always good when there's like an assortment of stuff yeah. and i've i've recently because my mom used to only cook thanksgiving uh turkey which was always amazing she cooks a great thanksgiving dinner but i've kind of leaned more towards the ham i think because Dude. it's something that i'm not really used to so now i'm a big ham person
1: air and turf right you, you, get, the, yeah. <laughs> you, get, the, you get the turkey and the ham in there that's like that's that, awesome that's, the, that's the, the the creme de la creme of, of thanksgiving selections here I want to throw a question your way, okay.
0: though. Okay.
1: Have you had Merloton for...
0: Ooh, um so cuz like
1: that my first Thanksgiving down here I had it and it, it blew my mind. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, so I, I think still don't really know what it is.
0: So I think I had it uh whenever I was playing basketball here. So I played basketball here at Loyola New Orleans and whenever we uh we had practice on Thanksgiving Day. So I would always have to go to teammates' houses and stuff like that because my parents would, you know, go elsewhere or whatever. So one of my teammates, her family cooked Thanksgiving dinner and I think I remember them talking about it, but honestly, I'm not even going to lie here. It was one of those meals that we had already had a three hour practice. I was tired and I was just wanting Thanksgiving food. So I just scarfed it in my mouth yeah, so quickly yeah, yeah. that I don't think I remember actually tasting the food. I think I just remember putting food in my body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the best, actually, the best Thanksgiving <clears throat> meals, if we're being honest, are the ones where you just like totally lose consciousness yeah. and just black out <laughs> really quickly and, you're like, what and then I wake eat? up for dessert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Do
0: you call it stuffing or dressing?
1: stuffing. I'm from Wisconsin. Yeah.
0: My parents are from, uh, New England or New York and New England. And so I never really knew that people called it something different until I got down here. My mom makes an oyster stuffing. Um, and so, whenever I came down here, my teammates would make dressing and cornbread dressing and stuff like that. And the first time I had cornbread dressing, it blew my mind. That was one of, that was the thing that blew my mind about Thanksgiving dinner down here is cornbread dressing. And now my teammates, uh, grandma sends it to me every year for Thanksgiving. South
1: knows what's up, man. I'm I'm telling you that.
0: Very good. All right. Last question before we get into Saints, uh, Falcons talk. Is there any player on the Saints roster that you think that you could out eat? Because I know you have the Luke eats page, yeah. and I know you're big on food yeah. and eating and stuff like that. So, right. is there any player that you think you could out eat on on the Saints roster?
1: <clears throat> I bet I could out eat Traquan Smith. Ooh. Like that's I, I feel like that's not really yeah. saying so much though. Yeah, he's uh, pretty like skinny. Maybe guy. look, I, I'm, I'm throwing him under the bus a little bit here, but I think I could out eat Traquan Smith. I think so every day.
0: I think really every day. Every day. I feel like they may maybe make him make or make him eat a lot of calories. Yeah.
1: So like so. When I was in the Marine Corps, like uh, like when you first get to boot camp, mm-hmm. uh, if you're, uh, you know, a, a hefty boy, they put a little, like, tag on your uniform that says diet. It was, oh, and that no. was me. That was me. <laughs> that's so, awful. So, like, it was, like, the most degrading thing ever. You're like, just walking around with just, like, diet. Wait, that's
0: the funniest thing yeah. I've ever heard. Just but, fat boy right, tag. Right, right.
1: <laughs> but then they also put, like, all the skinny guys, like, basically – basically everybody goes to eat at the mess hall all at once. Y'all get in the line, and then whenever the drill instructor's done eating, the drill instructor's the last one through. Whenever he's done eating, you're done. Mm-hmm. So the rule is always that you put the fat guys at the back and the skinny guys up at front, and they load the skinny guys' trays up with like, you know, sugar and, and all the carbs and, and you know, all the calories. And those guys just are eating just an enormous meal every time and like they then they get to me and they're putting like a chicken breast and like a, half a scoop of rice. And then I don't even really get to eat it because the drill instructor just like drinks a glass of water. He's like, I'm done. So the moral of that story is Traquan would have been at the very front (laughs) of the line.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think I could maybe eat like Deontay Harris or something. I would eat Deontay Harris. I bet he could. You think you can folks. put some some yeah. stuff away? I don't know. It's, it's I always tell thing, people I when I first came to New Orleans, I thought crawfish étouffée was like healthy. I like didn't know <laughs> the difference between like what was good and what was bad. So I gained like thirty pounds my freshman year of college. It was like freshman, freshman thirty. Yeah, yeah, it was fresh So it was freshman fifteen from like the regular like college life food but then like you get out in New Orleans and that was like an additional 15 and for some reason our coach really liked Cracker Barrel um, and so we would go there on every road trip and at Cracker Barrel of course they bring you like a dozen biscuits and cornbread at the beginning of each meal and I would always get that look from my coach like don't you dare reach for that. (laughs) Like, don't you dare? Like, you know, you're not making your times already.
1: Bring you to Cracker barrel and not. I
0: know she was just like, Oh, you have to eat healthy. I'm like, there's nothing healthy on this menu but you're forcing me to not eat the best thing on this menu which is the cornbread and biscuits I guess
1: I'll just get a sad salad exactly
0: a very sad salad all right let's get into some uh, Saints Falcons talk so obviously the big storyline going into this week at least from my perspective is the offensive line because last week when the or a few weeks ago when the Falcons came here Drew Brees was sacked six times and the offensive line did not play well and that was with a healthy Teron Armstead and Andrews Pete for some of the game Mm -hmm. but now obviously going into this week you have you, you No Andrews Pete who has a broken arm and then probably no Teron Armstead with his ankle. We don't want to speculate, but of course that's that's probably not going to happen. He tweeted about it earlier today. Right. So how do things change for the Saints offensive line? I mean, what's changed going into this
1: week? I mean that's a it's it's huge when you don't have a a Pro Bowl player in Mm -hmm. Andres Pete and an all pro in teron Armstead. And and I I think Teron is one of the best left tackles in the league when he's healthy. So yeah, obviously it's a challenge. Uh, I think they have confidence in Patrick Omame and uh, and Nick Easton to get the job done, um, and you know those guys have pretty much played pretty well since they've been into the lineup. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think you could also just look for uh, New Orleans to try to help those guys out a little bit, um, maybe see some quick passes and uh, and just not ask those guys to have to hold up their blocks. For, yeah five seconds right
0: get the ball out quick yeah
1: yeah I I think that's uh, Sean Payton's obviously much smarter football mind than I am yeah just a little bit so I think he's uh he's the kind of guy who I would I would trust to come up with some sort of game plan that's going to help those guys out and not expect him to carry the load of of Teron Armstead and Andres Pete who are both very good NFL off- or NFL offensive lineman.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and you wrote a, a story. I don't know if it was a few weeks, maybe last week. But penalties, obviously, in the in last game against the Panthers, twelve penalties, one hundred twenty-three yards, and you already are down a few guys on that offensive mm-hmm. line. So can you share some of the insight that you learned in your story about how the Saints are probably going to try to dial back on those penalties?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think penalties have been an issue all year situationally. Yeah, um, I, they've had. I don't even know how many touchdowns called back by holding penalties yeah. it has been kind of crazy, uh, but the last three weeks especially, um, they've just kind of been playing out of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the last three weeks, 33 penalties for 189 yards, okay. um, that's really not who they are and who they have been. They're a veteran team that kind of know how to usually. Avoid yeah, they these lo- kind have of a mistakes. little bit more discipline. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, maybe it's just a matter of of kind of getting used to how the games being officiated this year. Um, which yeah, I feel like, and I don't know if there's data to prove this, but I feel like the games have been uh, very choppy mm. uh, because of the amount of penalties being thrown on both sides. Yeah, so I would expect, know, um, yeah, maybe not this week. You know, you, the penalties are such a, a, a hard thing to prepare for, but I, I just knowing the the veterans on this team, knowing how long these guys have all been playing together, I just would expect that number to kind of get back toward normal. Right. Um, And, you know, honestly, um, if they were able to to just eliminate some of these big, huge penalties, they'd be beating these teams by a lot more. Yeah. Or, you know, the Falcons game, the first Falcons game in particular was those penalties that they committed were were huge. Yeah. And they – they extended drives for Atlanta, and they, they killed offensive drives for the Saints. So I, I just think that that's, that's one area where if they just make a little bit of improvement, it could have a huge impact on the game.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, because sit, you know, J.D. and I always joke that I'm terrible to sit next to during the games, because I always look at them, and I'm, I say, should I be nervous? Because I'm used to basketball, where either you know or you don't, or it comes down to the fourth quarter, so it doesn't right. really matter, and it's a game of runs anyway, so it's kind of back and forth, but in football, it's like you never really know, and then, of course, when you have Drew Brees at quarterback, you, you especially never really know, but uh, during the Falcons game, when they played in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, it never really felt like the Saints had control over over that game. You know, the Falcons came out and they put the ball on the ground and they ran the ball a lot and it never really felt like they had control o- over that game. And it I don't want to say the Saints slept on the Falcons because that's not the case, but you're going against a 1-7 team who's not particularly, they sh- their record really shouldn't be 1-7. They're right. much better than their record was at that point. Um, but do you think, did some of the key standouts or key points that the Saints needed to correct going into this week, have those stood out to you? Have players talked about that in the locker room, about some of the things that maybe stood out i know cam jordan has talked about that um about you know kind of going back in the film and them stepping on their own foot and stuff like that
1: yeah i mean I, i think it was it was less specific to that game in in like a game plan not working than than it was uh the the players did not execute at their typical level yeah um they made a lot of of small mistakes that added up uh over the course of that game and and you know one of the biggest problems in that game was that they they found themselves in a hole for the first time all season yeah. really um, you know the Saints haven't really started fast this year outside of last week um, but I think they're a much better team when they're able to to jump out to a lead on somebody and then they have their full arsenal at their disposal, however they want to use it and we saw that last week we saw it happen and and I think they they were in control of that game and they were able to to manage when Carolina made its run uh but in the Atlanta game uh Atlanta jumped out to a lead and then the Saints had to kind of just basically put the ball in Drew's hands and and then when they're not executing right and they're not their timing wasn't right and their their offensive line wasn't playing at its typical level it just made things a lot harder Mm -hmm. so I I just that was it was so uncharacteristic of of what this team has been over the last couple years that um I'd be surprised if they did it again yeah um yeah I, I don't know I don't know how much of that game was was exactly what Atlanta was doing to him outside of maybe the you know catching them off guard a little bit with the the run game early um I I just think they were just not playing at their at their usual level and um I would personally expect that to be rectified this week
0: I'm going to go off off the beaten path a little bit I know you you said you're from Wisconsin so you're mm-hmm. a Packers fan speaking of not really playing up to their potential the the yeah. Packers didn't have their best game last week Well look I think
1: I think Green Bay this year has been, uh, it, just watching them a handful of times. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought they were playing above their their record a little bit. Or yeah, I, I don't know exactly the right way to put that. I, I, just watching them, they didn't look like a eight and two team to me. Um, I I don't think Aaron Rodgers has been playing at the level that we've kind of come to expect from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've they've been able to lean on their their really outstanding running backs and a, and a stronger defense this year. But but I think that game against San Francisco kind of showed more of who Green Bay is than the first 10 games. Gotcha. Did. Um, so, yeah, I, I still think they're a good team. I still think they can make a run in the playoffs. But I think if you're ranking your – your top NFC teams—it's it's San Francisco and it's New Orleans and it's everybody else.
0: You spoke a little bit earlier about um, the game plan and what Sean Payton has to do in order to kind of adjust the game plan to the offensive line and to the the changes that they have made. I mean, you saw it at the beginning of the year the the huge adjustment that you had to make when Drew Brees was out and going into Teddy Bridgewater. When you talk about coach of the year, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but you have to you have to look at Coach Payton, Con- Sean Payton, right? Like you have to look at yeah. what he's been able to do this year with losing Drew Brees for a few weeks having Teddy Bridgewater come in and Teddy Bridgewater stepping up to the plate being able to adjust to that game plan and every single part of this Saints team stepping up in Drew Brees absence
1: yeah I don't think you can look at another uh, another NFL team that has a record similar to the Saints that has been through near as much adversity this year yeah I I think they've just uh, they've found a way every single time something's gone wrong to put it in the rear view mirror and not worry about it and focus on getting the job done. Um, I think he's done a tremendous job this year. Um, I I don't see unless you're going to say, well, Kyle Shanahan took a, a 49ers team that wasn't really that good the last couple of years and turned it into, you know, potentially number one overall seed in the NFC. I think that's a really impressive job. I think other coaches have done a really good job this year, but I think if you're looking at, um, at the circumstances of this new Orleans Saints season, and to have him be 9-2 and two right now, I don't think anybody would have believed you. Yeah. If you said at the beginning of the year, Drew Brees is going to miss five games, <clears throat> and Elvin Kamara is going to miss two games, Jared Cook is going to miss two <clears throat> games, Marshawn Lattimore is going to miss two games yeah. at least. You know, Teron Armstead and Andres Peter are going to be hurt at the same time. I, I just think it's... It's really uh, it's been a, a remarkable job overcoming every little obstacle, every big obstacle they've had this year.
0: So there's a lot of uh, stuff going in, a lot of motivation going into Thursday's game. Obviously, the loss the first time at home for the Saints. It's Thanksgiving game. The the Saints, you know, were eating turkey on the field last yeah. game, and all those pictures and stuff like that. So there's a lot of motivation going in for both teams uh, this weekend or this week tomorrow. What? Is there one key that you think the Saints can do in order to beat this Falcons team other than just not stepping on their own foot?
1: Yeah, I, th- I really think that, uh, that Atlanta, uh, the only way they're going to stay in this game, in my opinion, is if, is if Matt Ryan is able to have a, a huge day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's done that in the past. Uh, yeah, I think the Falcons were very competitive uh, last year in Atlanta. Uh, when the game went to overtime, Matt Ryan had a huge day that day. And I think their team success this year just just because of the the way their defense has struggled for the most part um is entirely dependent on on their quarterback right having a big day. Right. So yeah, I think the Saints' pass defense is is this season might be the best they've had in a long time. Um and if they're able to keep Ryan in check um, I think they'll have no problem stopping the run game. I think that that'll be a, a big improvement from the last time they played Atlanta. Um, I, yeah, I, I really see uh, the Saints winning this game uh, handily. Uh, even though it's a rivalry game, even though Atlanta handled them last time, I just think that uh, um, yeah, this is a very, very good Saints team, and, and I think the stretch run of the seasons here, and they're about to uh, kind of turn it up a little bit.
0: I hope so. Well, Luke, how can people follow you on Twitter and follow all your insight?
1: Yeah, uh, they can follow me on Twitter at bylukejohnson. They can read everything I write at NOLA.com.
0: Do you have a food blog page that people can follow? Because <laughs> no, I know
1: no, just go. Just look at the hashtag #lukeeats. I uh, I am an annoying. Uh, it's <laughs> not annoying. I
0: think it's awesome. It's a, it, it seems like every time I'm hungry, you post something. And I'm like, oh, that looks so good, and I'm always See, retweeting annoying. them. Look, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm leading you down the dark path. No, again. it's
0: it's it's <laughs> awesome. As a, I wish I was more of a foodie. I wish I could exercise enough to become a foodie, but uh, I'm not not unfortunately Uh, but I I think it's great and it's always fun to see what you're consuming on that on any given day Uh, we appreciate you coming on the show and appreciate your insight
1: thanks for having me and at least one of us has willpower
0: thanks to Luke for joining me on the show today let's go ahead and get into our interview with a few of the Saints defensive linemen Malcolm Brown Sheldon Rankins and Marcus Davenport all right, Caroline Gonzalez here with Sheldon Rankins for a Thanksgiving edition of Saint Sit Down. Sheldon, you went kind of viral last year for your answer, or two years ago for your Thanksgiving answer, but now I'm going to ask it again. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food?
2: Honey baked ham, baked mac and cheese, not the not stuff people be cooking on the stovetop or. There should be no breadcrumbs on my mac and cheese. What are the What are those there for? You
0: don't like chives or anything? What does that do?
2: No, 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 no. Now you're trying to fool me. You're You're trying to convince me that it's something that it's not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go honey baked ham, baked mac and cheese, apple pie, and then I'm gonna throw this one in the homemade cornbread. Not not jiffy. Not no no like made from cornmeal you gotta give it just enough sweeten yourself like you gotta have the right touch for that homemade corn and the cast iron yeah like real corn uh
0: whatever your people are cooking i'm eating but i'm gonna throw an audible in so you probably go to some fancy restaurants now but i i can hear in your voice that you're very specific about what kind of food you eat so what do you feel about restaurants that you know it's fancy it's great but they give you like these little bitty portions is that just like
2: yeah that's terrible listen don't you're already ruining the experience you you know i I come in there's these nice tablecloths nice glasses candles ambiance and then you bring out my plate and i paid 79 dollars or four little pieces of meat with some leaves thrown across it. What am I supposed to do with that?
0: And now I'm, you got to go to Wendy's on the
2: way home right, and get you. A, right, now I got to go. Now on the way home, I got to get this spicy tin piece <laughs> with the barbecue sauce with the all-natural lemonade and, and have me a good night because this fancy restaurant decided they wanted to rob me of a great experience.
0: <laughs> all right, speaking of that, have you ever had a bad Thanksgiving meal?
2: Ooh, uh, probably in college when I wasn't able to get home. Uh, so, I mean, in college, like the team would have Thanksgiving meals catered sometimes. And let's just say that ain't grandma back there in the kitchen, you know. That's, I'm gonna leave it at that. It ain't grandma in the kitchen. I
0: understand. Yeah. Is there anything that you're more grateful for this year than you have been in past years?
2: Uh, I think uh, with age comes wisdom. I think so. Uh, obviously, my health, you know. Um, my Achilles, going through everything I went through. Uh, You know, obviously grateful for that. Um, The people that love and support me uh, throughout everything I've been through. uh, You know, going through things, you just learn to appreciate those people even more. So I'll probably say those two things.
0: Do you feel like you appreciate the game now more than you did before because of what you went through with your Achilles? I mean, that's a long rehab process. It's very monotonous.
2: No, I mean, listen, you you, you definitely learn to – to cherish each individual experience that comes along with this game. I think uh, you can get so wrapped up in, you know, wanting to do everything to be great and make plays and do all this stuff and then you lose sight of, you know, just the – you know, you, you, you kind of get, get lost in the shuffle of, of what makes this game special, this league special, you know, the brotherhood, you know, the, the guys you spend time with all the time, the the little things. So, yeah, I mean, you're definitely going through all this and going through everything I went through. You definitely uh, stop and smell the roses a little bit uh, and, and kind of just relish in the moment a little bit more.
0: Green bean casserole or collard greens?
2: Collard greens with the ham hawk in there. What you mean? Yeah, come on now.
0: All right, appreciate you, Sheldon. Hey, no problem. Thanksgiving edition with Malcolm Brown. Malcolm, favorite Thanksgiving food?
3: Dressing. I'm a big dressing guy, and I don't get it too often.
0: Is it like so, cornbread dressing? What kind of dressing?
3: Cornbread dressing. It's the okay. it's the original dressing. Okay. You cook the cornbread separate, crumble it up, you know, add everything. make and, it? Nah.
0: You let someone oh, else Robot make it?
3: makes it, though. He makes right. a real good dressing.
0: All right. Have you ever had a bad Thanksgiving meal? Uh, I don't think so. I've always – I mean, there's uh, –
3: no, I've always had some good food on Thanksgiving.
0: What's your favorite Thanksgiving dessert?
3: Pecan pie. Pecan or pumpkin pie? And if I had to choose one, pecan pie.
0: Me too. I'm the same way. Um, is there anything that you're more grateful for this year than in years past?
3: Um, I'm always blessed, you know, to have this opportunity to play in the NFL. So, I mean, I guess that's every year, though. I guess not there.
0: Okay. Yeah, Collard greens or green bean casserole? Ooh, that's a hard
3: one. I'm gonna have to go with ah, collard greens. Throw some throw some hot sauce on them.
0: Gross! You never had it. No, I don't. I don't want that. Hot sauce to your
3: gumbo? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, we're back. Good. Then.
0: Uh Are you more of a Black Friday guy or a Cyber Monday guy? Cyber
3: Monday. I don't really shop there. I don't. I don't really like leaving the house. You know, this day and age, and that's how it is anyway. So I always catch. I always like to shop online and stuff like that. You see, you find stuff fast and. To, nowadays, you get it to you the next day if you, you order it early enough. You can
0: filter it to your yeah, sizes. So. Is, there a spe- is there a specific site that you like shopping on more for Cyber Monday? Like, is it Amazon Prime or is it like? It's
3: a mix of Amazon and, like, Best Buy because I, I, I like using, like, a lot of, like, technology things or whatever. So I stick, I stick around Best Buy and try to catch the best deals, like, you know, whatever I need. Amazon is Amazon always got everything you need, so if you need anything you can always go in there and look.
0: Perfect, thank you. No problem. Alright, now we're gonna do Marcus Davenport for a Thanksgiving edition of Saint Sit Downs. Marcus, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food?
1: Mac and cheese.
0: Have you ever had a bad Thanksgiving meal?
1: <laughs> All the time.
0: <laughs> Where?
1: Um, most of the time I had games, so okay. you know, we were just eating with the team and that ain't always like one time at the cafeteria
0: yikes all right best thanksgiving dessert in your opinion mm,
1: pecan pie
0: me too is there anything that you're more grateful for this year than you have been in years past mm.
1: Mm, more grateful for the family you know i've we've me and my girlfriend built here so you know that's great
0: yeah uh collard greens or green bean casserole oh, hell
1: no.
2: um <laughs>
1: green bean casserole
0: uh black friday or cyber monday
1: Do you take part in either? No, but if any, Cyber Monday. You're
0: an online shopper? Yeah. All right. Thanks, Marcus. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks to those guys who, of course, joined us last week to provide some insight on their ideal Thanksgiving meal. Today's show was brought to you by SeatGeek. If you're trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event, it can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. But with SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple taps. With their deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use code GOSAINTS at checkout. SeatGeek, score the best deals on tickets. If you didn't know, which I'm sure you do, the Saints will play tomorrow at 7.20 against the Atlanta Falcons for a little Thanksgiving night game. That game will be on NBC again at 7.20. We'll have all of your coverage on New Orleans Saints.com and the Saints app, including a pregame show, live stats and everything uh, on the Saints app, as well as a postgame show with me, John DeShazer, and we'll have the live press conferences of Sean Payton and Drew Brees, so you don't want to miss it. Of course, if you download the Saints app, we'll notify you of all of the information going on as well as live game updates and much much more so make sure you're downloading the saints app in order to get notified of all of those great things all right that'll do it for today's show i hope you have a very very happy thanksgiving with your friends loved ones if you're by yourself i hope you make yourself a great meal whatever you're doing for thanksgiving i hope you enjoy it and i know that i am thankful for you all of our listeners and that comes from me and all of us here at the Austin sports performance center All right. Again, hope we come to you on Monday with a winning podcast. We will have no show on Friday, but we will come to you on Monday. Thanks for listening. See you next week.